Hello everyone, welcome to the episode 102 of Solid Saturday. Our today's guest, Diana, she was born and raised in the Chicagoland area. She studied business and accounting at Harper College. Prior to meeting her husband, she had a small event planning business and offered personal training services. She has an extensive background in being an entrepreneur and leader. She was VP of Key Accounts and Business Operations for a $20 million transmission remanufacturing facility with 150 employees simultaneously running four other entities, three commercial real estate holding businesses, and one installation arm for our manufacturer transmissions for 10 years. Prior to life-changing event, she closed one of the largest contracts in her career with the state of South Carolina for five years, estimating at $20 million. In one contract, she doubled the size of the business. She has many multi-million contracts of key accounts under her belt, FGA, Verizon, AER, Dahmer uh, Powertrain, and more. All has given her stellar recommendations. In 2016, she was forced to start over. She always had a passion for fashion. Still, she does. And she thinks fashion will always be her first love. She engaged a design company out of Soho NY to start her on that journey. She founded Diana Mari label in 2017. She designed, produced, and launched three collections over the course of a few years. She successfully fulfilled a Kickstarter campaign, raising over $5,000 to produce her first collection. She was on the runway in Rhode Island at Style Week. She was a finalist for Style Chicago for the Cadillac Design Challenge and ended her fashion adventure with her last collection at a large runaway charity event she organized with her team against human trafficking at Stan Mansion in Chicago. During that process, she single-handedly sourced all of her fabric Chicago-based pattern makers, Chicago-based manufacturers, fit models, etc. It was fun. She also rolled out a skincare line in conjunction with her label and still successfully has a steady client base with that to this day. In 2019, she read an article on how to start a podcast. She thought to herself, she doesn't know how the heck she thinks or she is, but She's going to do it and she is a person that has overcome much abuse and trauma. So she decided on the name Label Free with the help of her best friend, Julie Bryant. She truly lives her life free of any kind of labels. She focuses on talking to mainly entrepreneurs that are living life on their own terms and can offer insight or a piece of wisdom for the audience. Since then, it has been such a great experience as she grow and extend her reach around the world. She has currently in the top 2% globally as a host on several platforms. She is streaming on 15 audio platforms and YouTube. She is finding that the podcast space is on fire and essential to build the growth of all types of businesses and brands. Wow, this is amazing. And uh, I couldn't wait to 
hear more from her. So let's just welcome her and hear more about her career journey. How did she find her area of interest and managing to lead that? Hello, Diana. Very happy to have you on the show and really appreciate all your time and consideration being on the show. Thank you for having me, Vishali. Thank you so much. It's all my pleasure. And to begin with, we have like kind of a generic segment where we try to, you know, explore the uh, expert's journey as well as try to figure out how that person is managing to lead his areas of expertise. So to begin with, our first question is, how did you find your areas of interest in business and leadership and what motivates you to be where you are today? You know, I, I don't know, just uh, what motivates me to be where I am today. I've got a very, I, I'm, I'm very driven. And um, I think that having goals and dreams and desires in your life forces you to get up and, and make work harder. So, mm -hmm. I mean, as, and as a leader that I've been in the past, I, I really enjoy um, leading others and leading by example. And I, you know, I know I've had some poor leaders in my life and I, as reflecting on that, I would never want to be that type of leader to anyone that's on my team. Yep. 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 That's great. And it's always like uh, both the ways, right? Yes. Uh, so you mentioned that positive experiences tells you that what qualities you would like to uh, learn or, you know, yeah, um, acquire absolutely. while growing up. And uh, if you meet something bad or you have a bad experiences that to you uh, gain the learning, like, you know, what you are going to avoid when you are going to be a leader one day. This so thank you so much for sharing it. And uh, next segment that we have is more over like questions from the audience. And you have like expertise uh, in a lot of areas. So here uh, there are two expertise areas that you are uh, leading. So first is the risk management. So we have a question around that. When it comes to risk management, do you treat risk reactively rather than proactively? What is your approach? I think I'm probably more reactive, but I think that it's important to have both to, you know, to be reactive and proactive. You know, you have to identify where there's risk in any area of your life, whether it's in business, personal, mm -hmm. and you have to have, you know, some kind of fail safe in, in, in a lot of regards for different things. You know, we, that's why we have insurance, right? <laughs> so in case you get into an accident, same thing with any, many different types of risks, especially in business. I mean, if you are being advised and you have a good team around you, you should really have understanding what risks that might come up within your business and have a plan. I mean, you're not going to always be able to plan for everything, but there are certain things that are pretty consistent in all, all different types of businesses that you can plan for as far as risk is concerned. Mm -hmm. That's great. And the second question we have is about the relationship management. So what's the best approach to build the relationship with a stakeholder? Well, I, I, you know, I read that and I was just like, well, I guess, you know, for me, you know, relationships can be so broad. It really depends on what you're wanting to gain out of that relationship. You know, as far as a stakeholder, you know, understand what they want to see within the company that, that they have, you know, interest in and to build a relationship with them would really be knowledgeable about who they are, what they want from their interest in the company. Um, and, and just build on that because, you know, relationships, you know, we, we do business, people do business with people, right? Even though technology is growing and getting so uh, intricate these days, we still at the end of the day want to do business with people. And the best way to do, to know, understand what someone wants is to, is to get, is to understand who they are. Mm, wow. Wow. This is the good one, actually. And thank you <laughs> so much for sharing it. It's a simple funda, but it is, you know, hard to implement when it comes to people. And yes. Uh, so it's a lot more a skill as well as the practice. So thank you so much for sharing. 
and we have kind of a fun or the relaxation segment now which is where i'm going to give you like a three keywords which are more or associated with your career or the profession and you have to just tell me whatever comes to your mind so it can sure. be a replacement keyword it can be an abstract definition or you want to come up with something creative uh, you can do that as well so are you ready yes i'm ready so the first keyword that we have is fashion um well i love fashion it is my first love so um i've i'm a fashionista i love my clothes i've got like three closets my poor fiance wow. <laughs> he doesn't have any room he has no room and i'm a former fashion designer so um my my love for fashion goes very deep and i and i think it's probably because i am a little bit of a creative and i get to express myself with with mm -hmm. clothes and how i look and just my style so I love fashion. <laughs> That's amazing. So uh, the second keyword that we have is the one skill that you have and you established it since last 2019, uh, podcast. Podcast. Oh, God, I love it. Well, I'm here with you today. I absolutely, absolutely love it. And so what I, I've said many times on my own show, um, you know, I got an article after I was done being a designer, I, I, I designed three collections. Okay. After I was done doing that, you know, I wasn't making any, I mean, I was successful in what I did, but I wasn't successful monetarily. So I couldn't keep throwing good money after bad. And I, I was just like, okay, I got to close this chapter. Let's move on to the next. I got an article, how to start a podcast for under a hundred dollars. I was like, well, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Who, I said, I don't know who the F I am to my cousin. And I'm just like, I'm going to do it. And it's just been so amazing connecting with so many great people like yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's a whole other world that uh, a whole other community really that mm -hmm. I think that, you know, that we, as we've, that we've tapped into, that's just been amazing. It's been helpful. I mean, I know that I've touched a lot of lives. I'm sure you have as well. And it's just to me, at the end of the day, if we can make a, 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 an impact on someone's life, just one person, we've done our job. Yes, yes. That's very true, actually. And if every person thinks that way, then we'll be, there will be less problems, actually. Yes, yes. So, Amen to that. <laughs> yes. We have enough people who are at the good position where they can help others, actually. So it's always like, you know, uh, giving that helping hand or coming up with kind of an initiative where you can uh, reach to the people and uh, help people more. So thank you so much for sharing it. And I already see the lot of leadership qualities in you. But uh, just to pause on to the next segment, we have a segment where we are going to explore a little more about you. Like, you know, we have okay. explored a couple of expertise and we are going to explore one more part of you, which is sales, actually. So what is your best memory of sale you own? Well, I've done, I've gotten won a lot of large contracts in my, in my vice president role. Um, but my largest one that was very, um, like a big win for me, the biggest one I've ever had was I, I landed a $20 million contract with the state of South Carolina. It was over the course of four, five years, but for me, it was a huge win. We, we went up against some real heavy competition and we did end up having to, to fight and defend the contract that we won with the lawyers, but I won that. And it was based on my, the relationship I built with the procurement team and just understanding what they wanted and being diligent in putting together my proposal. Because I think that that, that really makes a difference when you're going after a deal that size. Yeah. yeah. So when we're talking about this relationship, right, how the, how do you go for uh, building that trust actually? building the trust yeah. that's a good question i don't know like today is you know i'm still in sales and the today's world is so different than it was many years ago and mm -hmm. um i think that people just 
I, I don't know. That's a great question. If somebody can tell me, I, <laughs> I would love to. I, I know that I can only be unapologetically, is, is, authentically myself. And so for me, I mean, most people when they they meet me, they you know they automatically trust me, they love me, blah blah. I have very few people that don't like me, <laughs> which is a blessing. It's a, which is, unless they're not telling me. Who knows? <laughs> you know, I mean, maybe there are some haters out there because there's always going to be haters. But for me, you know, like I. I always want to lead with my best foot. So I don't know how to, how better to establish trust, but to, than just to be myself. I'm not a liar. What you see is what you get. I wear my heart on my sleeve. So I'm not one of these salespeople that's like, you know, I'm going to be like one thing one day and a, and a different thing another day. No, which I'm very consistently myself. So to establish trust, I think it really would be dependent on the person mm. that had what their relationship is with trust, because, you know, a lot of people have been burned or mm -hmm. skeptical, you know, mm -hmm. even in the business world. So, mm -hmm. you know, you'd, I, I guess when you're dealing with people in whatever capacity they are, you have to be mindful of that and just keep, for me, I'm going to keep being authentically myself. Wow. This is really good one, actually, because you're telling the, telling, you know, people to keep the other person on the priority, like, you know, be yourself, but along with Absolutely. that, you have to understand the other side and keep them as a priority when you're thinking about building that trust or the relationship. So uh, thank you so much for sharing. And I'm really enjoying this conversation because you are very quick and fast. And that shows <laughs> like, you know, uh, you're truly leading your areas of expertise. So moving towards our next segment, which is more or about tips or advice actually to the young students or the professionals. And here you can support your answer with books or courses as well. So any tips or advice would you like to give to the students or professionals who are looking to get into this particular area business or the entrepreneurship or leadership, they want to learn more about it, or you have a lot of uh, areas where, you know, you are doing good, like whether it is a podcast hosting, whether it is a risk management, whether it was your love, first love fashion, there also you tried your hands and, you know, you did well. So what kind of advice would you like to give to the students or the professionals if they are looking any kind of a field as their long-term career option and want to pursue it further? Sure. I think, you know, and I'm going to get a little deep for a minute. Okay. Yep, yep. Um, it, it, regardless of what you're going to do in life, whatever career that's going to be at the end of the day, you have to live with yourself. Life is a journey. You know, it's all about the journey, not the destination. And no matter what you're doing, you always want to find that happiness within because whatever you go after, you have to be happy to be successful in that role. And mm -hmm. I've been, I've had many different roles. And over the course of the last six years, I, you know, after losing my husband, I went through a major journey of, and I, and I realized now I was not a very happy person back then. <laughs> and now I, I feel I had more success monetarily than I do now, but I am happier now. And I feel like whatever you're going to do, don't stop being who you are. Be tune in, know, figure out what you want. Cause time is a commodity commodity. We all have very little of, and once it's gone, it's gone. So, you know, invest in yourself, if you're wanting to get into something, make sure you're educating yourself, doing your research, mm -hmm. find someone that can, that can coach you or can give you advice, you know, but along the way, don't lose sight of your inner happiness, your inner peace. Don't give that. It's not worth giving up for anything. I don't care if it's a hundred million dollars. It's not worth giving it up because <laughs> at the end of the day, you want to look, reflect on your life and be like, man, I was really happy in my life. And I lived a really great life because that. That is really is what's going to define your success.
Yep, yep. And definitely it's very true that money can't buy your happiness. So it's definitely like not. in okay. your hand that what makes you happy, you have to follow that and, you know, follow your heart and uh, never give up actually. That is the best attitude to have <laughs> whenever you are trying to achieve anything in your life or your career, where whenever you are like facing tough situations that you mentioned that you have been in rough phases of the life. So it's a long journey and you get fair enough of chances actually to better for your, do better for yourself. Absolutely. So only thing is you have to keep trying and never give up. Yes. So thank you so much for sharing it. And we are moving towards our last segment for today's episode, which is the leadership. We already spoken about it in the first yes. segment as well. But here we are going to make it more elaborative. So you are truly leading your areas of expertise. So what is your leadership style and any specific leader that you always follow or admire and why? You know what? My leadership style has changed over the years. I think I was more, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Tyrannical before um, mm-hmm. in my past. And now I'm more, and because I've been able to reflect and I've been able to experience some leaders that were not great for me and not in my experience with them. Now I really want to empower people that work with me. We work with each other. We're a team. I have more of a team team-based leadership. You know, I'm a servant leader. I want to serve. I want to help. You know, I don't want, I don't want to be like, this is my way. (laughs) You you know, I want to be open because that's how you, you know, you cultivate more leaders Mm -hmm. by empowering people to, you know, to give their, to give you their, their ideas to do what they feel is right. And if it's not right, you can just talk about what they could do to make it better. You know what I mean? So um, I, I mean, I have a team with my podcast now and, you know, I look at it as we're a team. They, they do a lot for me and together we've made our podcast really mm-hmm. successful and I'm, we're going to continue down that path and, you know, whatever happens, happens, but at the end of the day, we're having fun doing it. We're making an impact and we're putting great content out there for our audience. And, mm-hmm. um, I, and I couldn't, you know, I couldn't do it without them. So I let them know constantly how much I appreciate them. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow, that's a great one. And a couple of things that you mentioned, I'm just going to highlight it because servant leadership leadership is something that I have heard from many expert leaders who appeared on the show that you know they prefer to have the servant leadership. But one more important aspect that you mentioned is that purpose-driven leadership. When we think about one of the purpose uh, of the leadership, can be like empowering the people. So it's a very good motive or the purpose to have along with your leadership skills. And thank you so much for sharing that. Any specific leader that you follow or admire and why? Any, you know what? I really like, I mean, I don't know a lot about him, but Elon Musk is really one that has Mm -hmm. stuck on, uh, stuck with me. And in the past, I probably couldn't have named someone, but recently now it's seeing like how he's grown Tesla, some of the things he's done. And I've listened to him on Joe Rogan's podcast and I was very impressed by him. And I was like, not only is he smart, but he's pretty down to earth and he's got a good head on his shoulders. He's a little geeky, you know, (laughs) but of course that's going to, that's to be expected, but I was very impressed by him. And that's one person that I probably, if I had the opportunity, I would love to sit down and talk to. Yes. Yes. And I think uh, recently also I hear, heard him like, you know, when he said that uh, most of the people know me as a business person, um, I'm a lot more working as a still the engineer guy and working a lot yeah. more on the engineering side. So that is also very different, you know, when you are a like a that kind of an entrepreneur, it's very hard because you get away from those things when where you started like a route. And uh, when you are very, very established, it's very hard to keep up with on the technical front or, you know, whatever are the routes within the organization because you have like a hell lot of support as well uh, to manage everything. 
So it's yeah. not like you have to do it, but it, it is again a kind of a part of a leadership, I guess, that you are bound to your roots and uh, you want to be in touch with that part as well. Yes. So thank you so much for sharing it. And really, I can see a leader in you because you were very quick and your responses were something that, you know, uh, are like very useful, like easy uh, and uh, easy to follow. It's, it's not like a very um, kind of a, you know, a hard road. Uh, yeah. follow your what you are trying to pursue but it's more over like simplify those routes and you know uh, listen to the people or get the proper coaching or the mentoring so thank you so much for being the guest on solid saturday really appreciate all your time and consideration and really really uh, happy that you made it and you are a guest on the solid saturday thank you for having me it was a blast i had, I had a great time <laughs> thank you thank you take care all right, so this is all about Diana and the way she's managing to lead her areas of expertise. Before we close our today's episode, we are going to close today's episode on Ban Ki-moon's quote, which says, building sustainable cities and a sustainable future will need open dialogue among all branches of national, regional, and local government. And it will need the engagement of all stakeholders, including the private sector and civil society, and especially, the poor and marginalized. So on that quote, we are closing today's episode. See you guys in the next episode. Until we meet, happy leading, let's lead together. Stay safe. Bye for now.